Welcome back to another episode of Angry Girl Music of the Indie Rock Persuasion. I'm your host, Amanda Starling, here to talk to you about all things intersectional feminism, DIY, and of course, the music. This week, I'm joined by Marcel Leibovitz, an incredible songwriter based out of Philadelphia. She's been training in vocal techniques since age nine, which has begun to shape her career now as an adult. She brings together so much of her early experience performing into gorgeous original music. In fact, I'm lucky enough to premiere her new single, Elephant in the Room, which is available at the very end of this episode. So let's dig into Marcelin's music and hear from her for herself. Well, welcome, Marcelin, to Angry Girl Music at the Indie Rock Persuasion. I'm so excited to talk to you. Um, how are things up in Philly? Um, it's pretty good. I'm actually in State College right now. I'm um, at school at Penn State. Okay. Um, it's my last semester, so. Congratulations. That's exciting. Thanks. <laughs> I'm very ready to be done. <laughs> oh, I know that feeling. That final semester is always, like, feels like forever, but it's a light at the end of the tunnel for it all. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Awesome. Well, what are you studying there again? I am studying music with a minor in theater arts. Oh, that's awesome. That'll be exciting stuff to be able to talk about and everything, too. So very cool. <laughs> well, how did you first get involved in music? Um, man, I don't even I don't really know. I think um, my, my mom's an artist um, and she's always been you know, we, we've always gone to museums and, and gone to shows and stuff like that my whole entire life. So I think I just kind of was born into it <laughs> in a way. Um, and then I got into singing specifically just because I just, I really liked musicals when I was younger. So I would like stand up in my living room and like act out entire scenes from musicals by myself. So my mom just kind of ran with it and we got... Um, I started taking singing lessons and all that stuff at a pretty young age just because I liked it and was good at it, you know? <laughs> That's awesome. Do you have, do you remember like your favorite musical that you really liked as a kid? Oh man. I think the first one that I was like a really big fan of was Phantom of the Opera. Nice. Um, and I think Lame Miz too. I don't like either of them now. <laughs> That's so I've funny. Too many times I think. Yeah. <laughs> Those are the ones that, like, you remember being first introduced to usually that was a kid. Those are the first names that kind of become familiar. I think I might have been, like, seven or eight the first time I was exposed to, like, Phantom of the Opera, for example. Cool. No, that's awesome. Well, what do you have any that you really like now? Maybe some modern musicals or anything like that? 
Um, I love Hamilton because nice. I'm basic like everyone else. <laughs> <laughs> it's um, a very accessible musical, that's for sure. Totally. Yeah, I really love it. I think it's it's just so it's so well thought out, really. Like it's it's just it's it's very it's just very well put together. Um mm-hmm. And, uh, oh man, what else? I like Spring Awakening a lot, um, Passing Strange, and that's, that's one not a lot of people know, but I really like it. <laughs> that's cool that you still have that interest in classical music and also, like, obviously the musicals, too, at this stage in life, too. You mm-hmm. grow with it at that point. That's awesome. Right. So you play instruments as well, uh, obviously, and such. Um, what was the first one you picked up? Um, I think I started taking piano lessons, like, shortly after I started taking voice. Um, and I, I hate piano still. Uh, That's funny. I, yeah, I, I had to take piano lessons for my major, and I, I still, I still hate it. Um, <laughs> after that, I picked up guitar, um, French horn was in there at some point. Um, and then, um, when I was like, oh man, I want to say like 13, my brother, um, went to Hawaii um, with a trip or for, for a, a trip with his band and he brought me back a ukulele. Nice. Um, yeah. And that was like, after that, that was like the love of my life. <laughs> <laughs> they're so great. Cause not only do they make amazing sounds, but also they're portable. So it's like, yes. win-win instrument. That's so neat. Do you feel like at all? Cause you, you mentioned so many different instruments there that you've had exposure to. Do you feel like any of those influenced um, your vocal performance as well? I think um with every instrument I I picked up cuz I did I tried banjo, I tried bass, I tried mandolin. I tried like a little bit of everything. I think it was just trying to find what fit my voice the best. You know, cuz I'm I'm primarily a singer. That's my main mm-hmm. instrument. Um so I think I was just always trying to figure out what fit it best. If that makes yeah. sense. <laughs> no, it does. And like I love the way that your voice pairs with the ukulele in your music because it feels very harmonious you have a very beautiful wide-ranging voice and the ukulele just seems to be like that secondary voice that just compliments you so well thank you how long did it take for you to learn how to play ukulele and begin to write your own music with it uh you know i'm still learning um i'm not i'm not particularly great Um, but I think, I think I started writing with it right away. Like I was just kind of, you know, like plucking out random chords and, and stuff, just like looking up, oh, what's a C chord? Um, yeah, but I'm still, I'm still definitely learning. I still have to look up chords a lot. Um, yeah. (laughs) No, that's so cool. I mean, it's good. It's better that way because then I'm sure you find a lot of discovery in your songwriting too, like different chords you didn't know about that you want to probably try and then it that adds into the music as well so I feel like the best musicians are always still learning yeah definitely and I think a a way that I've been writing recently is like I will learn a cover um and then if there's any interesting chords um in the cover that I learn I'll, I'll like jot them down um and try to incorporate them in my songs later. Like I've been playing a lot of um, jazz recently because I'm, I'm part of a vintage theater company. Um, so I've been, I've been playing jazz a lot for those shows and I've learned all these like really fun jazz chords that I've been trying to write with as well. 
That's neat. That lends so much variety to your style of music, I'm sure, too. Um, how would you like to describe kind of the way that you write your music and what people are hearing? I mean, I, I hear so much of your music. I can hear the classically trained elements, of course, in your vocals, but you have that indie singer-songwriter vibe to you as well with the mm-hmm. uke and just the way that you kind of present your music. Is that an accurate description or what do you prefer? <laughs> yeah, I think that's totally accurate. Um, I think I, I definitely draw a lot of inspiration from um, singer-songwriters of the indie persuasion. Like, I really like um, Leanne Le Havis. Um, I, I, like, grew up on Ingrid Michaelson, basically. So I, I nice. think I, yeah, I think I have a lot of uh, her influences in my music. Um, so, yeah, I think, I think that's a good description. Nice. I love it. Well, there's so many great people, I feel like, involved in that style of music as well, like the people you were mentioning. And then on top of that, you clearly listen to all kinds of great artists because your cover series, I found it on YouTube, that was amazing, by the way. You're all over (laughs) the place. I mean, you you cover Diet Sig, Mitski, Radiohead, Lord. Are these just people whose, like, particular songs you've connected to? Yeah. Um... Pretty much. My my brothers actually suggested Radiohead because I was with my Weebovitz family band, um, <laughs> which we, we did at Thanksgiving. Um, and then the the rest are just kind of bands that I liked. Um, Mitski in particular is, is very special to me. Um, my band got to open for her last year. Oh, wow. That's so, exciting. Yeah. And I just kind of like, I already really liked her music, but after that show, I was like, this is, this is the best musician I've ever met and I'm in love with her. So (laughs) she's like incredible. uh, She is incredible. And I was like, I loved getting to talk to her a little bit too, just because she was so nice and she was just so easy to talk to. And I feel like I, I don't know. I've worked with a lot of different artists, not not really a lot of, you know, popular artists, but I've, I've worked with a lot of artists and they're always kind of not nice, <laughs> you know? So it was really, it was really refreshing to meet her and have her be so nice and, and easy to talk to. I'll bet she comes across as like very down to earth on her social media and just like a regular person who just loves making music. So that's amazing yeah. that you're able to connect to her. Um, to kind of backtrack a little bit, um, who are some of your favorite artists you may have been listening to growing up or while you were playing music that you feel like made an impression on you? Um, well, I said Ingrid Michaelson already. Um, I think Sufjan Stevens was really a big deal to me when I was little. Um, and still, I, I love his music. Um, hmm. I think I I listened to I honestly listened to like only musical theater when I was really really young, um, and then in middle school my brothers introduced me to like TV on the radio and and um, oh man Radiohead you know the, those kind of bands and I think um, I I think I, I carry a lot of my musical theater influences in my songwriting with a little bit more of the you know, indie, alt-rock kind of sounds in there from, like, you know, Radiohead, Modest Mouse, that kind of thing. That's awesome. Yeah, because, I mean, there's so much range, I feel like, because, like, vocally, you have the range of somebody who has a theater background with, like, your vocals in particular, and then it feels like you have a really great draw into what makes a really great, like, indie rock song with your instrumentals. It's so cool. I I get excited now talking about it and everything. Um, (laughs) You know, one of the things that I was fortunate to read about you in that sense, too, was that, you know, you've been releasing music since you were, like, 14 years old. Um, how do you feel you've grown over the years writing music? Um, I think 
I think the the topics that I write about are a lot more mature for just for one. Like I, you know, was only writing about, um, <laughs> you know, boys <laughs> and, and breakups and stuff um, back then. And I, I think I still write about, you know, heartbreak and stuff. But um, yeah, I think in, in my more my more recent writing, I've been writing about like body positivity and politics. Um, so that's definitely grown. I think I'm able to use different chords now <laughs> instead of just, you know, C, A minor, F, G <laughs> with a capo. Um, yeah, so I think that's, and, and I think I understand my voice a lot better now. Um, I would always try to be like, well, I'm, I'm a singer and I want to showcase that. So I'm going to write a song that's really high and loud. Um, but now I think I kind of understand like my voice sounds best on this type of song and that's how I want to showcase it. That's awesome. Well, that's a wonderful range of growth to have gone through and stuff. And yeah, your music is very dynamic and I love that about it. So, um, (laughs) your most recent release was Don't Panic. Am I right? Yes. That's awesome. Well, what was it like putting together that EP? It's a really, really great and tight release. Thank you. Um, so I, I was very DIY. Um, I did all of the recording myself, um, just in, in a practice room and in the school of music. Um, and I sent it to a friend who mixed and mastered it for me. Um, I released it myself. I commissioned someone to do the album artwork myself. I've done a lot of like hand-sewn patches, um, to sell for merch. So it's just, it's just been a a very, (laughs) it was a very DIY release and it's been a very DIY (laughs) experience since the release. Cause I've, I've been trying to book shows myself and making my own merch and all that kind of stuff. That's really neat. And it's so much more, I feel like gratifying too. And it's very hands-on. You get to be the one who puts together everything and see the results of what you've put your heart into. So that's really awesome. Thanks. What comes first to you when it comes to writing music? Do you usually start off with like lyrics in mind or vocal patterns in mind or instrumentals? I think it, it comes to me differently. Um, like on my, my upcoming album, um, which I think is going to be released on, on June 1st, um, there's this one song that's my favorite that I just kind of I was listening to music in the car and I just paused it and I just started singing this song. Um, and I recorded myself while I was driving and, and that's how I wrote the song. Um, but yeah, but there, there are other times where I've like, you know, blocked off like an hour in my schedule to just sit down with my ukulele and work on music. And there's times where I've just been like, you know, messing around on the computer um, where I've made a little beat. So I don't know. It just, it comes to me differently. I don't really have like a specific method for writing music. It just kind of, just kind of let it come out. (laughs) That's so awesome. I like that because then you kind of have the freedom to create based off of a mood or what's present or what you can allow yourself. I'm sure being in school, you kind of have to work with what time you have as well. Yeah, exactly. Well, awesome. Is there a favorite song that you have on that release? The, um, the EP, I mean, on the EP, um, hmm, I think, hmm, I, I was really excited about Bittersweet. Um, mm-hmm. I think there's, there's um, so many different versions of that song that exist right now. There's, there's the one on that EP, 
Um, I'm releasing an updated version on the album that I have coming out in June. And there's also a version I perform live, which is all acapella. I have um, like a looping app on my iPad and I just loop my voice over and over again. Um, so I really, I don't know. I just, I really like how that song keeps evolving and I was really excited to release it. Um, I think I was really excited about matches too, because wait, was that one on? Yeah, that one was on this one. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> yes. Um, cause I, that was on the first album that I released when I was 14. Um, and I was really excited to revisit it and update it. That's so neat. And you don't really hold back on these variety of topics. I mean, you're talking about things like antidepressants and things like that. It's amazing that you're able to kind of just like be very honest in your songwriting. Um, how do you tap into that when it comes to revealing these aspects of yourself through your music? I, I feel like I'm, I'm just a pretty open person. You know, I, I've been through a lot of stuff and I, I feel like I would rather be open with it and you know, if, if me being open with it is going to help someone or make someone feel more comfortable, then that's, that's what I really want to do. And I would rather, you know, feel maybe a little embarrassed than hold back and, you know, keep it all in, you know? So I've, I've always been really open. I feel like I've actually had to hold myself back sometimes with my songwriting, like, oh, this is a little too real, <laughs> you know, like this is a little, this is a little specific and real and maybe I shouldn't write that. Um, but I, I made it a point, um, with the album that I am releasing in June and, and, um, Don't Panic, which I just released, I made it a point that I wanted to be honest and real because that's something I really value in other artists. Like I really, you know, I think, I think I'm kind of bored of like the generic, you know, love songs and dance songs and, and stuff. And I really, really value artists who are just like honest and, and true to themselves. Yeah. It shows very much in your music. I feel like um, it's very connective whenever people are that open and, you know, the whole concept of like the matches and the bridges and stuff with you and the music was really well done. I felt like mm -hmm. I could connect to that, especially the repetition of it and so much of your music. It's just like, I, I feel that much more connected, not only because of what you're creating sonically with just the music itself, but what you're presenting lyrically is just amazing. So thank you so much for your honesty and openness because it just makes it, I feel like that much more powerful for me as a listener. Oh, thank you. I really appreciate that. <laughs> Well, you mentioned also earlier that, you know, you're working on booking live shows and be able to do that more often. How would you describe seeing you play a live show? What's that feeling like for you? And what kind of feeling do you try to put out into the room? Um, well, I, hmm, I think um, there's a lot of different live performing that I've been doing, you know, since I am a music student. I, I perform with my choir, I perform classical music, and I perform my solo music and it's like a different experience every single time but there is such a specific like there's there's so many specific like n social norms and and like what is expected of you for um most of the genres that I perform that I feel like with my solo performance with my own original music I just kind of want to have fun <laughs> you know I feel like that's something that I as a music student don't get to do very often, unfortunately. I, I think, you know, once music becomes your job and, you know, what you're doing every day, you kind of lose the fun. So I, I want to make it a point that my performances are fun 
for me and just relaxed for the audience. Um, so I usually play in like really small venues, like really personal settings. Um, so I like to talk to the audience, like have conversations with them. Um, I like to have them sing along with me. Like I'll, I'll teach them for matches. I, I teach them the I'm just angry part. Um, mm-hmm. so, they, so they sing it with me. Um, and yeah, I think it's been, it's, it's been a really interesting experience performing this EP live because, um, you know, there, there is such honesty on there and I think people really pay attention to the lyrics which is something I like never expected. You know, I expect people at shows to just want to dance and have fun, but I'm noticing a lot of people are really like, they're laughing where I want them to laugh, you know, in the lyrics and they're, they're like really, like I, I see their faces sometimes like when certain lyrics hit them. And I, I really, I'm really enjoying that. Um, something that I haven't really experienced before in performing live and I really like it. That's amazing. And it's so, yeah. <laughs> got to be so gratifying for you to be able to have that, to feel like, you know, people are responding to your music the way that you hoped that they would. Mm-hmm. It's, it's really super exciting for me. Um, yeah, I'm just, I'm really, I'm really enjoying performing recently, which is like, it's so exciting because, you know, for, for so long, I was like, I'm only going to sing opera. I'm only going to be a classical musician and I'm going to stop writing music. Um, so now like getting back into it and really kind of like finding how much I do really love music has been just a really great experience. And, and I think the, the audience participation has really, you know, made that awesome. (laughs) Well, great. I hope that one day I'll be able to get up there and experience that because it sounds like a blast. (laughs) Um, do you have a favorite place that you like to perform in like like around your school or maybe even in Philly? Um, there is a venue in state college called the hush room, um, that my friend Maeve runs and it's, it's amazing. Um, it's a business, but it runs like a, you know, like a normal DIY venue where, you know, people are playing in their friends' basements. Um, and it's just, it's just been so cool. She started the business, uh, like maybe three months ago, four months ago. And it's just been, it's been so cool to watch it grow. Um, people have like come out of the woodwork to donate money to the business so that she can get like equipment that she needs and stuff. And I've just, I've really been enjoying playing there. Um, because every time I come in, it's like, she has something new that, you know, someone bought her a new piece of lighting and you know someone donated a a new piece of jewelry to sell so it's that's really cool I love it there that's awesome I always love watching a DIY space just grow in the moment you get to see it flourish and be a part of that story so that sounds amazing to me (laughs) well that's been very cool that's like that's so awesome to me well I always like to throw this question at artists and um so basically I want to find out if you could play with any three artists or musicians or bands or of any kind, um, they can be currently active or you can bring them back from the dead. Who would they be? <laughs> oh man. Um, I think my lifelong goal is to open for Leanne Lahavis. <laughs> I think that's like, she's like number one on my list. Um, I love Sylvan Esso. I love them so much. Um, I think I'd like to play with them. 
And, oh, God. Uh, I'm going to say Tune Yards. I really like Tune Yards. I would, I would love to just sing backup for her. Like, it just seems like such a fun show. <laughs> uh, I love that lineup already. That sounds perfect. Well, <laughs> I always like to have an artist speak this into the universe because I'm just like, all right, this is going to happen at some point. You'll get to <laughs> play with these people. And especially when they're alive, I always feel bad for people who are just like, oh, I just brought back Nirvana. I'm like, I am so sorry. That one, that one may not happen until the afterlife, but hey, <laughs> but the, but the ones that exist, are a thing. <laughs> they are. I mean, if you can, if you can, you know, perform with holograms of Tupac, I'm sure we can bring others back, but. Oh, totally. <laughs> <laughs> no, that's cool. I hope that you get to have these experiences in your career. You're plenty talented to be able to do that. That's for sure. Thank you. Um, what kind of goals do you have for yourself as a musician? I mean, you're graduating from school and you have such a like a varied background to be able to do so much. Um, what are you hoping to accomplish maybe over the next year or so? Um, well, I, I picked up my theater arts minor because I, I want to go into um, costume design and wig design for, for theaters. So right now I'm just trying to get a job in that. Um, That's exciting. And yeah, it's, it's a cool field, but it's, I don't know, it's, it's a tough field to get into. Um, so I'm trying, I'm spending a lot of time on that, but I do also, um, I, I kind of, um, decided with my booking agent and my friend that we're going to do like weekend tours. Um, since I will be in Philly, you know, there's so many cities nearby that I think I'm just gonna, for the next year or so, like every other weekend, I'm going to do like a three day tour and then come home. So for, for the next year, I think that's what it's going to be. That's so cool. <laughs> yeah, I mean, being in the Northeast, it's, it's, it's accessible for you to get to other cities like Boston, New York, and mm-hmm. so on, all, all, all up in the area. I know so many bands that have grown very quickly just doing that, so I'm excited for you to be able to have those kind of opportunities. That sounds great. Yeah, I'm excited too. And you have that record hopefully coming out, you said in June. Um, is there anything that you can kind of tell me and listeners about that so far, or are you still keeping it kind of under wraps? Ah, uh, no, I can, I can totally talk about it. Um, well, I think I'm releasing, um, two to, two to four music videos for it within the next couple months. I have one in the works, um, right now, which I think is probably going to come out mid-April. Um, we haven't set a date for it yet, but I, I'm hoping it'll be ready by then. Um, and it's called, it's, it's for a song called Elephant in the Room, which is about, being a plus size person, um, which is something that I have really, like, I've, I've really found that it's been important for me to talk about, um, just as an artist and a person. Um, and I just, I love performing this song live and I love, you know, having my friends listen to it, um, because it's something that I think a lot of people don't talk about a lot, especially, as performers, like my body type is just not the kind of body you see on stage usually. Um, so yeah, that's, that's the most important song to me, I think on, on the album elephant in the room. Um, there's a couple songs from the EP, um, don't panic that I've revamped that are going to be on the album. Um, but I think there's 13 tracks total. Um, and I'm really excited about all of them. There, it's it's a little. This one's a little less DIY. I um, 
I actually have a producer and uh, someone who's mixing and mastering. And I actually used nice microphones to record everything. So I think it sounds great and I'm super excited for it. And yeah. <laughs> That sounds amazing. Well, I'm excited to hear some of these songs reach, you know, their next iteration and then have some new ones, of course. That sounds awesome to me. Do you have a name of the album yet or is that still going to be a surprise? So um, it's called Indignities and Depravities, um, which a little bit of background. Um, I go to Penn State and, you know, Penn State's super problematic. <laughs> um, and recently, the the most recent scandal that's happened and it's unfortunate but I would say the the biggest most recent one has been um the death of um I think his name is uh Timothy Plaza or Piazza or something like that he um died during um a hazing Mm -hmm. at a fraternity and there was an article about it that came out um, on NPR, and the title was like "Indignities and Depravities." Um, and I was like, "This is this is what I want to use as my album title." Um, I do have a song on my album about Penn State, okay, um, and about yeah, and about the the scandals and stuff. And it's just been kind of it's been it's been an important part of my writing process, I think, because I love my school. You know, the program I'm in is incredible, and I've had so many great opportunities um, at this school, but it's also, like, the culture here and all of the scandals that have happened recently. It's just, it's so, it's so conflicting. You know, it's really hard to be proud of a place that is so flawed, but I, you know, I'm, I am proud of my program. I am proud of what is going on here, but there's a whole other side that's just so horrific and, and yeah. <laughs> well, thank you for feeling comfortable talking about that. I mean, it's important to kind of have the exposition of, you know, your experience as well as the experience that obviously fellow students are going through, people who surround the Penn community and stuff. So it's very neat that you were able to kind of take something that was so complex and transform it into consumable art that everybody's going to be able to process. So that's that's so cool and i'm going to be looking so much forward to hearing this full length record in june it's like okay cool got something to count <laughs> for oh thank you <laughs> well while we wait for the countdown where can everybody keep up with you on the internet through like social media or finding your music um so i have a website it's marcelinmusic.com um i'm on facebook instagram Twitter. I think I'm Marcelin the Human on Twitter and Instagram. Um, Marcelin Music on Facebook. Um, I have a Bandcamp account, uh, Spotify, uh, SoundCloud. <laughs> I'm everywhere. Awesome. All right. Well, everybody's going to have to make sure that they check you out and keep that follow button going because we're going to be so excited to hear this record and be able to share it with everybody. So, well, thank you so much for chatting with me, Marcelin. It's been a blast. Yeah. Thank you. Thanks so much for having me.
You just heard Marcelin Leibovitz. Marcelin is so much of what I enjoy in a solo performer, a powerful voice that really captures an entire song with her presence and messaging. And the ukulele is just another layer, another voice to everything that she's putting out there. I'm excited for more of her music too. Make sure you go download her music off of her site. Her EP, Don't Panic, is free and available at marcelinmusic.com. Speaking of her music, stay tuned because airing at the very end of this episode is Marceline's new single, Elephant in the Room. It's catchy, contagious, and exactly why Marceline is going to be a name to remember in the Philadelphia scene. That's it for this week, but you can always keep up with me online. Follow the podcast on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram for regular updates. Subscribe and follow on Apple Podcasts, Podbean, and Google Play, and hopefully with Spotify on the way. Until next time, stay angry and make sure to get a hold of Marcelin's new single, Elephant in the Room, available on March 7th. <laughs>